0: Live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and
1: Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from my own bedroom because I've got COVID. COVID, senor! And we're (laughs) FaceTiming this together in different places. In the studio, it all comes together, then shoots out to you via the magic of something or other. Uh, <laughs> and today, we're under the tutelage of our general manager, the Coast Guard. The Coast Guard. Okay. Why is it called General? Called
0: the Coast Guard. The Democrat Party is taking on water and sinking fast.
1: Well, well, Woo! What a night! Oh, what? Come on! <laughs> I was up till like one o'clock in the morning. Crank up the music, Michael. This is an information party, did you know? If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. High standard. That's what I'm saying. I was up until the (laughs) middle of the night. I'm sick, so I couldn't sleep. So I took in way more punditry than anybody should ever take in on one evening. Um, We need to start the show officially because... Oh, yeah. It relates to some of my staying up late and watching cable news. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. How did it already get to be? And I mean, this is just crazy if you think about it. Um, Wednesday, November the 3rd. The year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty we approve of this program. All
0: right, let's begin officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go, precisely at mark. You're going to zoom
1: in, you're going to zoom in, and get up here to 9321 Triangle Circle. That's what they call it, right around Nickajack Farms. Everyone knows that Nickajack Farms has always been carried Trump ever since 1884 <laughs> when he only won 42% of the vote. We're going to go south. We're going to head our way south. We're going to zoom in a little bit. Right there, there's a green patch. We call this Elms Country Club. Back in the day, Elms Country Club is where, of course, Hamilton lost the dual with Washington. Everyone knows this is a huge Republican mainstay. We're going to back up a little bit. I never stop talking. I always just keep moving the map. <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> so there's a lot, a lot of that going on if you weren't paying attention. If you're a normal person, you're probably watching the World Series, which the Atlanta Braves won and it is all over. With an 88-win season, you got Ooh. the Dodgers and Giants won 20 more games roughly oh. than them. Doesn't matter in, in the no, it no doesn't matter that sport, man. Just get in. Just get yeah. into the playoffs. That's and all you And get, get hot. In. Get hot and pitching. Get hot. I was talking to
0: Little D last night. My 22-year-old daughter, who, like me, big Giants fan, I said, oh, the Braves just scored. She's like, don't talk to me about that. I, I can't. I can't take it. She's still bitter. Oh, really? Good girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep that bitterness close to you.
1: Nurture it. Churn it. Did you Tend see it that? like a fire. Did you see that one home run? Oh, yeah. Holy. It may still be in the air. <laughs> Holy crap. I don't know if I've ever seen a home run where it was, where everybody knew it was gone as quickly as that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Please. No. No. Absolutely unbelievable. unbelievable. Goodbye. Gone. But anyway, so I'm watching World Series and stuff and, like, uh, following some news there, here, and there, and I'm feeling like crap because I got the COVID, and I got on uh, antibiotics yesterday because a lot of people get the COVID develop an infection like I think I have in my... Uh, cough and whatnot but anyway um so i'm sitting around and i'm feeling horrible i'm flipping around the channels i wish i had taken in more msnbc though i did later but i missed the main coverage so for the last couple election cycles they have gone with their main coverage on msnbc and this gets to where we are with our politics in this country right now in that they have rachel maddow as the lead anchor with Joy Reid and I uh, forget whoever else it is, but she wow. Ra- Rachel Maddow is by far the like calm, reasonable centrist of the group. Wow, and, and that's and their has, election coverage. That's, and their, that's their news their, coverage. That's their election coverage on election night. Wow. They have Rachel Maddow, who's the anchor, and she's the, the reasonable one, and then they have these just way out there, 2% of America agrees with them, the Twitter crowd... There for their main analysis. And I think that is the biggest problem that that party has going right now. I was looking at this. Uh, Tom Bevan of Real Clear Politics, who's, who's a reasonable guy, he's not a whack jobber at all. I saw him tweet last night. Wow, I'm watching MSNBC. Absolutely de- delusional analysis by Nicole Wallace, Joy Reid, and Ra- Rachel Maddow. And How it was. Interesting. I took in some of it, just delusional, talking about the made up topic of critical race theory that the white supremacists with dog whistles were, were able to capitalize on and hey, stuff like hey, that. Hey, keep saying that. Yeah, I know. Keep saying it. Say it over and over. Tweet about it today all day long. Go ahead. <laughs> You'll never win in another election. It's just wild. But anyway, I, I took in so much analysis. I looked up results from previous elections. I took notes. I've got a tour de force of analysis. But it Excellent. will take some time. Uh, TDFA. So, um, uh, just, but very quickly, though, we're,
0: we just, we're, we ahead. We're too hip for the room. We did, where's the lead, huh? Glenn Youngkin won in Virginia, beat Terry McAuliffe, who was a longtime national Democratic figure, got all the support, all the money, all the big name guys came and gals to campaign for him. And in New Jersey, solid blue New Jersey, the Republican, uh, uh, challenger is slightly ahead. It's still too close to call. It is an enormous, repudiation of the Democratic Party and what they've been doing over the last year or so, uh, at least in my mind, and and I think it's notable, uh, and I think a message has been sent to uh, the, the Republican Party as well, and we'll uh, analyze going forward about how to approach the next couple elections. I thought it was, the stat of the night to me was that Every single, and I looked at the map, and I think this is true. If it's not, there are one or two teeny that stayed the same. But every single county in Virginia went further right. Every one in terms of percentage of votes, including the little rural counties who couldn't love Trump more. Every damn one moved right in a blue state.
1: That means something. Well, yeah. Part of my very large analysis that includes a ton of information and is very complicated. I mean, it is a tour de force. I mean, it's oh just boy. it's an umbrella over so many aspects of the whole thing. But my my you know, skip into the punchline just for now because we uh, we got to take a break and then we'll get to it uh, more in depth later. Is who cares? I mean, I I, I care about policy. That's what I care about, and f- this this happens. It's not a surprise that the Republicans are going to have a huge election next year. There's always a repudiation of who wins. But you know what has happened in recent time? Obama won, and he freaking got Obamacare through and changed health care in this country for freaking ever. And then the Republicans came back and kicked his ass. And yeah, woo, we kicked ass. Yeah, well, we showed him what we thought. And now the Democrats are going to get through another What will it end up being five, six trillion dollars that they're going to get through, change America forever in so many different ways? And then, yay, whoa, the Republicans are going to kick ass and really repudiate them. And that's what pisses me off. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Well, we'll see. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. But I'll bet they get those, at least one of those, if not both of those bills through. And they're going to have changed so much of America forever. And when's my team ever going to actually get anything done? Rather than wow, we kicked our ass. They what? They overreached. That's what they did. They overreached with their Obamacare and their trillions of dollars. Big deal. They now we got get what to they wanted. Govern for two years. <laughs> they got what they wanted. They keep they keep getting what they want. Is there well. any way to stop that from happening? Unlike
0: both parties, we're going to knock it out of the park like Jorge Soler. I looked that up. Um, that's, <laughs> that's a today. cool name. Oh, he's a cool ball player. Holy cow, that ball. St- oh, it just landed. Ladies and gentlemen, after ten and a half hours in the air, the ball he hit just landed. What a! Uh, cool but anyway, name. it's going to be a good show, so stay with us. Um, uh, how does mailbag look? Oh, it's terrific. It's, still, it's, it's like a herd of cattle. I'm still trying to get it in the pen. Big. It's mailbag is like a herd of cattle. Exactly.
1: It's, 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 it takes manly efforts to corral it. Which reminds me, I fell for one of my favorite jokes of all time last night. But I was tired. You know, I got COVID and everything like that. And my, my I'm my, hearing my, excuses. My son hit me with this. <laughs> How do you spell milk? M-I-L-K. How do you spell silk? S-I-L-K. What do cows drink? Milk? <laughs> no. Water. <laughs> <laughs> I fell for that old joke. Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> For some reason, it confuses your head. <laughs> All right, you, uh, wait wait a minute. Uh, wrong, what do wrong? cows drink M- milk? No, no, you know, they don't drink milk. That would be weird. <laughs> well, baby cows drink milk. Of course, calves, cows, cows, sure. cows, cows drink milk. You uh, know what? I'll bet a neuroscientist, if they put the probes on your head, could explain to you exactly what's going on. Because you're going from one little quadrant of your brain to a completely different one. Yeah. And so that you know your your brain is still wanting to go to that
1: other one. <laughs> he was so happy that I fell for that though. Made his day. Made oh, his entire bet. day. Oh, that that and getting a good hit in the little league game. So anyway, a mailbag is like a herd of cattle that you're rounding up. <laughs> exactly. And we'll have exactly. that for you next. What are your comments on everything? Text line four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. Yeah, if there's a theme on the left, as I took in a bunch of lefty punditry last night and uh, early today, the theme on the left is the the Republicans won with their critical race theory moral panic, their fake critical race theory panic, and they scared people with it. Well, it's real. It is frightening. It's horrible for America, and, um, and it actually exists, so... I don't. I don't know what to say about that. But uh, well, I would. I would throw in that the idea that
0: we're doing this because it's righteous and holy, but don't tell anybody. Tell tell them you're not doing it. Is a fairly common thread in the the woke community. They know how unpalatable it is to a lot of Americans. So that's half the denial. Is that it's just you know, trying to sow indoctrinate because they know the parents will go nuts if they find out this stuff is being taught to their children. So they're just trying to buy enough time to indoctrinate the children.
1: I think a lot of people on the left have no idea what's going on with the critical race theory thing. Right. Well, they've been told by the MSNBCs of the world that it's just Republican uh, white supremacist paranoia. So they think, oh, okay. Who don't want anything about racism taught in school. That's absolutely not true. Not true at all.
0: Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Love this. This is Ben Franklin. Smurra! Your own mind being free, quote of the day. I confess that there are several parts of this Constitution, he wrote in 1787, which I do not at present approve. But I'm not sure I shall never approve them. For having lived long, I have experienced many instances of being obliged by better information or fuller consideration to change opinions, even on important subjects, which I once thought right, but found to be otherwise. Old Ben, admirable feller, huh? Yeah, invented the potbelly stove, the spectacles or bifocals or something. Bf wise af. I got to get a t-shirt that says that. That's good stuff with this picture on there. I love that. I'd buy one. Mailbag. <laughs> to your uh, point, Jack. Uh, Pam writes Pamela on the advice of Twitter. I turned on MSNBC for a good laugh after Glenn Youngkin's win in Virginia, and it did not disappoint. The sky is falling, and we're in scary, scary times, according to MSNBC. These people are severely mentally
1: ill. <laughs> eh. it's, it's something. It's something that their flagship show on that channel is way online, Twitter, outside the mainstream of their own party by a lot. I think and you they- nailed it when you called it uh, 2%. You know, 2% of people believe like the MSNBC host. And later in the night, because I watched Brian Williams because I'm on the West Coast, his show way more uh, middle of center and reasonable and saying lots of things that I'm sure other hosts hated on MSNBC. Mm. Yeah. On to the correspondence. Oh, I'm sorry. Continuing the correspondence problem. Uh,
0: Brian writes, if you don't know what siloed is, you're probably being siloed. That's a good Mm. point. Plenty of crazies on the right, too, no doubt. We hear from them every day. Uh, let's see. Marianne sent this meme along. It's uh, old what's-his-face, Jim from The Office, uh, pointing to a dry erase board. Uh, lefties aren't really mad that you chant, Let's go, Brandon. They're mad because you're having fun when they spent four years being constantly angry and joyless. Well, there's some truth to that. Let's go, Brandon.
1: That's a fine meme. Thank you. Let's go, Brandon. They didn't chant, Let's go, Brandon, at the Braves game last night, but they did do the tomahawk hawk chop oh no
0: Uh, insensitive or cultural appropriation or something nobody's bothered by that is anybody actually bothered by i don't think so eric in river park writes gents if masks are mandated i think there's a case to be made that condoms should be mandated as well consider hiv aids stds have killed millions of people across the world just like COVID. both are wildly transmissible transmissible hiv far more deadly while there's a solution, uh, condoms, to preventing HIV, not everyone chooses to make the right decision. We can't trust people to protect members of their own community. Enter mandates. Uh, unlike masks, condoms are proven to prevent HIV and STDs. Am I onto something? Hmm. Well, you're on to something. I don't know what exactly, but why don't you sport one all day long, Eric? Be, be the change you seek. Right? Wow. Oh. I
1: don't know if I could do that.
0: Let's see, sure, who, who sent this along? Uh, uh, Jenny sent along a tweet by Marco Rubio via email. Uh, I believe it is commenting on Colin Kaepernick's new Football is Slavery, among other things, uh, three-parter on Netflix. Marco Rubio says, A guy paid millions to sell shoes made by Uyghur slaves in China apparently has a Netflix series about injustice in America. I'd say that's a pretty good description.
1: That is uh, pretty good. I wonder what he got paid by Netflix to have that. He might have gotten seven figures for that Netflix thing. You are, do you understand, Colin? You
0: are like a Boston uh, cloth merchant, clothier, receiving the cotton from Alabama that the slaves have labored on all day. And you are getting very wealthy on that cotton. Okay? That's who you are. You, You aren't. What you say on Netflix, you are what you do. And what you are doing is profiting mightily off forced labor. Moving along. Uh, Nathan, this this is pretty funny. Guys, remember, well, he says Joe Biden's entire life is plagiarized. Guys, you remember his first political shot at the presidency was torpedoed by plagiarism. You don't realize Joe Biden's entire life story is plagiarized? I wondered where I heard the rusted razor blade game fight corn pop story from originally. It's from the movie West Side Story, which competing gangs have a battle scene where they use dull, rusted razor blades, fight with chains, padlocks on them. I started to look at other stories Joe Biden's told over the, realized, over the years and realized they're all from movies in the 40s and 50s. Joe Biden's life as a politician was remarkably boring, but he likes to tell stories. He's a storyteller. What he's done, either subconsciously or consciously, is he's integrating movie plots and stories into his own life. (laughs) There may have even been a character called Corn Pop in West Side Story. I
1: don't remember. (laughs) That's funny if he's taking old movies he saw years ago and starting to think they're
0: him. Corn Pop was a bad dude. He ran with the Jets,
1: and the Jets were a bunch of bad boys. Oh, oh boy, could they dance, though. Um, More analysis of the political landscape of what's going on in America. See if you agree or disagree coming up. Miss an hour, get the podcast.
0: Armstrong and Getty. when this election happens for governor of Virginia it's a tight election it's a close election and it is a bellwether for what happens in the rest of the country what happens in Virginia will in large part determine what happens in 2022
1: 2024 and on well you nailed that one Kamala Harris good analysis there Kamala Uh, Can the the term bellwether be stricken from the English language? Would that be possible? It is a
0: bellwether for what happens in the rest of the country. Unless you literally have a sheep with a bell around its neck, don't use that word.
1: So uh, I suppose we should eat with headlines first before we get into analysis. In uh, Virginia, the Republican beat the Democrat.
0: Uh, There's uh, more
1: and the lieutenant governor is a Republican, and the attorney general
0: is a Republican, having had no statewide offices uh, a day ago,
1: and every single county moved right. It's interesting that the governor race that got so much attention in Virginia um, also happened to be the count, have the county, uh, Loudoun County, that was getting all the attention for months now around all the school board stuff. I mean, that right. was a heck of a thing that that ended up being uh, in that state. Fairfax
0: County, the most populous county in the state, was also roiled by similar controversy. Didn't quite get as much attention, but that was a big deal there.
1: I'll tell you what, I don't believe in the concept of bellwethers, really. But if you could get your opponent, if you can get your opponent as a Republican, if you can get your opponent to say parents have no business telling schools what they should teach, if you can get your opponent to say that, (laughs) I think your chances of win going way up. Uh, Brian Williams I, had I'd the, say next to saying, I am Satan and embrace communism. I mean, next <laughs> right. to that, that's Brian. about the best thing you could get them to say. Brian Williams said that was a soundbite that made its own gravy. <laughs> I thought <laughs> that was a hilarious line. That is very, very funny. That's one of the dumbest things any politician has ever said. Yes, I would point out to you, sir.
0: That it's not entirely surprising. Terry McAuliffe is pants down, engaging in wild, unnatural acts with the teachers' unions every chance he gets. He is so in bed with them. That was what? Way more graphic than it needed to be. I'm I'm fired up here. What's her? Randy Weingarten of the Despicable National Teachers Association, or whatever it is. I can't remember the name of that union. She campaigned hard for McAuliffe, and he knows who's holding his leash. And that's who he was.
1: He was answering to his master when he said that. He exposed himself. Yeah, well, the the Democrat on a debate stage a while back, he actually said during a debate, parents have no business telling schools what they should teach. That's when the race changed. All the polls changed. That's what changed everything. That might be the whole race right there. Mom's dad's left, right, and center said, wait, what? Um, Rich Lowry of the National Review said, McAuliffe shows once again that the worst gaffes in politics always involve saying something you more or less believe. Getting to your point, that it's something he, that's the way he sees the world. He shouldn't have said it it it
0: without the graphic imagery.
1: I should learn from him. A sound bite (laughs) that makes its own gravy. That is hilarious. But. Here's here's one of the points that I want to make, and we, talk, we talked about this at the time and probably didn't talk about it enough. This is a center-right country, and Trump damn near won. I think that got lost in the 2020 election roughly a year ago. Trump almost won. Do you realize that? So part of it was Democrats and everybody on the left and all the media were just so excited that Biden won and Trump was gone. They didn't go any deeper with their analysis than that. And so many Republicans got caught up in the whole, the election was stolen, and they're arguing over that. Trump lost. He legitimately lost. But barely. He barely lost. He lost by 44,000 votes spread among three states Or he wins. And virtually the highest negatives of anyone who's ever run for the office. And the Democrats lost 12 seats in the House. Even with that unbelievable tailwind of 80-plus million votes for Joe Biden, the Democrats lost 12 seats. Trump damn nearly won. It was a terrible election for the Democrats. For them to squeak out a win like that against somebody as unpopular as Donald Trump, more people should have recognized this was this isn't some rejection of all the values of anybody center right that the country's changed direction. No. no, not even close. No, all it was was a rejection of Trump. Period. End of story. Did you know this? And Brian, again, barely.
0: Right, barely, barely. Well, and I think it's safe to say, to to accentuate your point, given Trump's enormous negatives including among some Republicans. He had high approval ratings, but believe me, I know a hell of a lot of conservatives and Republicans, and they all said, oh, God, Trump, he's killing me. I love the policies, but he's killing me. So having said that, I think it's pretty safe to say the policies were enormously popular. If the policies had run in a somewhat less objectionable
1: vessel, it would have been a landslide. Right, so to me, it seems pretty clear, based on all the evidence, we are still a center-right country. And somehow the, uh, the punditry, n- n- not most Democrats by any means. I mean, we, we hit you with these uh, numbers uh, a couple of weeks ago from that uh, Shore dude who's the, uh, the poll whisperer. Mm-hmm. There are three times as many moderate and, and conservative people of color in the Democratic Party than there are progressive, white, college-educated liberals. Yet right. that dominates all the conversation. Mm-hmm. On TV in the newspaper and Twitter and everything like that, so, they are just,
0: absolutely the tail that wags the dog.
1: Just one more thing on the 2020 election to you know to, to reinforce my point, point. and I did I wasn't even aware of this. Brian Williams brought it up last night at MSNBC. He was making this point actually. Biden only won 16 percent of the counties in the entire country in the election. Trump won 84 percent of the counties in the United States. Biden won the most populous counties, so he was able to win. And again, he only won by forty-four thousand, spread around three states. But Trump won eighty-four percent of the counties, even with his personality. So it shouldn't be shocking to anybody, even though it's shocking to some of the, the 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 super woke on MSNBC. Well, it's it's racism, it's white supremacy, it's all these. No, this is Boy, just that's where the all they is. got, man. That's all they got. This is just where the country is.
0: Yeah. Well it turns out all they were was the anti-Trump party and they had some fantasies about uh, you know what they would do when they govern I'll uh, touch on this note from Gary uh, just watch Morning Joe. Uh, the Dems just don't get it. They all said just pass the Bill Back Better plan. And it'll be great for their party. Zero recognition of issues that are driving people away from the party. Taxes in the plan that'll hurt the economy, add to the debt, add to inflation, the immigration and border crisis, woke culture, critical race theory, education, indoctrination, many, many more. They are deaf to well, what most Americans care about.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where it gets to this problem that I mentioned earlier, though. they I think they're going to get those two bills through. And they're going to do all this stuff that most Americans don't want, but they're going to they're gonna make it happen. And so, okay, they'll pay a price at the ballot box next election. Yeah, they will. Obama paid a huge price for Obamacare. He lost 65 seats Yikes. in the midterm. 65 seats and six senators flipped. That was the punishment. But he got to change health care forever and sent us on the ir, uh, irreversible path of uh of um nationalized health care as craig has told us so if i was a democrat i would take that any day of the week any day of the week you want to let me get my policies through and then really kill me at the next ballot box where do i sign up i'd love to sign up for that as a guy in the right we get the borders closed we flatten the tax rate um you know all kinds of the other stuff that i'd like to do and then just kill us next election i don't care all
0: right, I have multiple thoughts. All right, number 1, they I don't think they'll pass the Build back better plan. No way. There were a lot of moderate Democrats who were looking at these not bellwether elections to see which way the wind was going. The you're wind right. is howling in the other way. They probably will now pass the bipartisan kind of sort of by, uh, the infrastructure plan which is, you know, bad enough and bloated enough, but um and I hope I'm right too. Uh second thing is uh I I look at this A little more like baseball. I'm not disagreeing with you about the governance thing. I'm absolutely agreeing with you. You have to win the elections and, and you have to, you have to do well. Uh, it's like, uh, when you're, you're playing defense in baseball, you're trying to pitch and catch and make the plays turn double plays, the rest of it. And then once you win the House and the Senate, maybe the White House, maybe all three, then it's your time to bat. And the last couple of bats for the Republicans have been pathetic. They've been anemic. They have not batted well. And that's gotta change. And one more pessimistic note, just reacting to what you just said. The problem with the whole, we could, uh, you know, close the borders, flatten the tax rate, that sort of thing. Uh, the problem is conservative goals are so much more reversible than progressive goals because Pro, yeah. progressive goals are, are, turning towards socialism, Marxism, redistributing income, uh, taking more control into the government.
1: It's giving, harder to reverse. Giving people stuff is easier than taking it away or, or just not giving it to them. Oh, uh, by many, many multiples. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's always been more difficult for conservatives, which is why we need
0: to work so hard to sell the message that these policies will yield a better life for you and those you love. Uh, it's it's a harder gig, but it's the gig we took. So
1: you know, on we go. I One hope I they can't do- pass those bills. I really hope you're right. The National Review piece out today, kill the bill. It is time. Charles C. W. Cook wrote, "I can comprehend why Nancy Pelosi would wish to end her career by shoveling as much money out the door as she can. I can't comprehend by where scores of House Democrats, many of whom won in sort of districts that Yunkin won in in Virginia, would follow her off the cliff. Well, we'll see if they do or not." I think they will. I'll bet they pass a smaller version of that second one. They both pass. We're going to have, I bet money, we're going to have pre-K in this country, spend billions of dollars on a program that's horrible for little kids. We're going to um, uh, decouple work from welfare. We're going to do all those things. I I wonder,
0: it'll be so interesting to watch, because Nancy, while she is a witch and a liar and a a throat slitter and the rest of it, she's also a practical woman, and I think she will sense the shift in the winds, and I think she is going to absolutely stick it to the least her least favorite people on earth, which ain't Mitch McConnell, not Kevin McCarthy, not Ted Cruz. It's the freaking squad. She's going to stick it to them. At least that's what I think. Speaking of the squad and their ilk, We've got to play you some of the freakouts on MSNBC from last night. Also, some of the reasonably sober analysis that you might find interesting, and
1: we'll do that next segment. Here's my baseball uh, tidbit for the segment. I do enjoy a good tidbit. What active player now has the most rings in Major League Baseball?
0: Wow. Wow. I do not know, sir.
1: He won three with the San Francisco Giants and now one with the Atlanta Braves. Ladies and gentlemen, Pablo Sandoval the Panda. Fat Pandas with the Braves? Yeah, he played 68 games with the Braves during the season, which is enough to account as... uh, I didn't even know. He got his fourth World Series ring. I'll tell you what, get to the the buffet before he does. That's my tip for the Braves. The the ring ceremony? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Grab that donut from the box when you go in there before you sit down. Right, exactly. (laughs) All right, so the MSNBC freakouts and more coming up next. Armstrong
0: and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's something happening out here. It could be just anti-incumbent. I think that's a part of it, but I think that there's something else that's happening. I think that I think that the Democrats are coming across in ways that we don't recognize, that are annoying and offensive, um, right. and seem out of touch in ways that I don't think show up in our feeds when we're looking at, at, at our kind of echo chamber. And I think that this is a message here. Who is that? that? That's Van Jones. Van wow. Jones is a smart guy. I frequently disagree with him on policy, and sometimes no, I he, think his perceptions are wrong, but I always listen to what he has to say.
1: I wonder if he was just being gentle there because he doesn't want to insult so many of his viewers and coworkers. But I think maybe we're getting this wrong looking at our own Twitter feeds. Yeah, I mean, because unless you're really selectively only looking to your own stuff, you got to realize, well, we got, we got the, this t- tweet right now here from another analyst who said, uh, Republicans should not make the mistake of believing people are voting for the Republican Party. People are voting against insanity. The bar is really low. Don't be crazy. There's a lot of truth to that. The Democrats what Van Jones was just saying there, they have been saying all kinds of crazy s Defund the police right Don't let don't let parents
0: be involved in schools. Just crazy stuff. Teach your five-year-old boy that he probably is a girl. Oh, right. yeah.
1: Just crazy yeah, how stuff.
0: To, how do moderate uh, Black and Hispanic Democrats react to that stuff? Not well, is the answer.
1: By the this way, I want to throw anti- this incumbent. in. It's not an anti-incumbent wave. It's an
0: anti-insane wave. I want to throw this in too. As you know, what I will save. I will save that comment. It occurs to me it would be better in a moment or two. Uh, so Van Jones is on CNN, which is semi-hinged. They're like a door with one hinge still attached. If you want a door that's just going to fly off when you pull on it, that's MSNBC, folks. Not a single hinge. Let's begin with the always entertaining uh, Joy Reid, clip number 37. These Republicans are dangerous, that this isn't a party that's just another political party that disagrees with us on tax policy, that at this point, they're dangerous. They're dangerous to our national security, because stoking that kind of soft white nationalism eventually leads to the hardcore stuff. It leads to the January 6th stuff. Now, since we're talking about the white supremacy being the fuel that that turned the tide in in Virginia, which was solidly blue a uh, cup of coffee ago. A delightful, eloquent, charming, intelligent, and extremely promising woman named Winsome Sears won the lieutenant governor's race. She is a black gal. Ye, undermines the uh, the narrative just a, just a teeny bit. But Joy's got more to say. Thirty eight. The exit poll showed that. that- which was interesting that the coronavirus or that the virus it was a very Has low not importance to many yes. of the voters. There. Was it was education, right. which is code for white parents don't like the idea of teaching right. about race. There, there you, you go. go. They were shocked that everybody's not obsessed with the Chinese bad fever. Number one, evidence is siloing. Number two, ah, the education thing was, yeah, the white supremacists don't want to
1: hear about racism. Yeah. sure. And that was the prime time coverage on MSNBC. Go for it, man. Go for it. Keep doing that. Keep want- having Joy Reid, Rachel Maddow, oh. and, uh, and, and Nicole Wallace with their way out there. Well, it's all the white supremacist one. We should be scared to stick with that. Just go ahead. Feel now. Free. The somewhat
0: slightly hinged Brian Williams. He's a single hinge with a single screw in it. But he's miles better than Joy Reid and Maddow and, and the rest of the crew. I'm curious to hear this comment from Brian Williams because my daughter, who is a Virginia voter, uh, full disclosure, um, said that uh, mm, mm, it became clear that a lot of folks in her age group became convinced that uh, Youngkin, Glenn Youngkin, who won the governorship of Virginia, is a real Trump guy. I mean, he's just practically Trump himself uh, because the Democrats spent millions of dollars trying to convey that message. But uh, give me 36. Brian Williams. NBC News has determined that when all the votes are in, Glenn Youngkin is the governor-elect of the Commonwealth of Virginia. He was able to piece together a victory, keeping
1: Donald Trump at bay while going hard on state issues and not turning away all aspects of Trumpism either.
0: No, what he did was he, he he kept that, You know, it's difficult to describe the whole, I'm a Trump guy. He kept it at arm's length. He didn't go on some of the hardcore right-wing talk radio shows. He focused on
1: his state and the voters. And he won a huge upset. Right. And and a lot of these smart. And a lot of the issues are things that nobody's been talking about. This is what I always say about local races. The people there are talking about stuff that the national media is not talking about. The grocery tax. He was huge on that. That was one of his main planks. I didn't even hear about that till yesterday. They got some sort of special tax on their groceries that he said he wants to get rid of. Kind of like the car tax drove the recall for Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day in California. By the way, with thats uh, that's not a Trump thing. That's just a local people who live there. Enough people hate the grocery tax.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then, of course, it, the, the education thing supercharged this campaign. Uh, but there are always more issues than the national press coverage covers. You're absolutely right. Uh, in New Jersey, meanwhile, with 88% of the vote in, they are practically deadlocked. The Republican, sh- I'm sorry, the uh, the uh, Democrats actually uh, ahead by two-thirds of a percent Again, 12% need to uh, weigh in. The polls had Democrat Murphy winning by many, many points. Um, The fact that Chatterelli, the Republican, is in as good a shape he is, is a pleasant surprise, and who knows how it goes.
1: According to Hoover, six million kids will fail math next year because of the new woke math. To give you for instance, we can explain what that's all about. Got to lower the standards. That's the sort of thing we're talking about.
0: Armstrong and Getty.